Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they What an excellent day for an exorcism. You wouldn't be able to do these awful things to me if I were still in this chair. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Who's in the box? Put the gun down, David. Oh, what's in the box? Give me the what's gun. in the box? Give me the gun. Wolves have a territorial range of about 300 miles, and they kill range of 30. If we're close to their den, and if we're within that radius, then they'll come after us. Well, how can we tell if we're close? We can't. What in God's name are you talking about? Yes, son, Mr. Thornton. The son of the devil. Who is he? He must die, Mr. Thorne! You do not want to go that way. What's that way? Officer, sir, you do not want to go that way. We're going to the mall. Hello, Dexter Morgan. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. <laughs> Eric, how's it going? It's, it's going well. Sorry. We, we had a, uh, a, fo- a, not a photo bomb, but a sound bomb. <laughs> if only there was a mute button that he could use to prevent the sound from coming through. I wasn't True. expecting it, Sorry. <laughs> And now I don't have my normal stuff going on, so I'm trying to. Normally, I could just put my headset thing up, but it's already up. <laughs> right. So, so uh, we we have someone from the state. I mean, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Good. I'm just all discombobulated now. Yeah, he's uh, has to use a different uh, machine uh, or speaker system and all this other stuff tonight. So he may sound a little different. Uh, but that's all that's here tonight. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, one other guest, uh, our co-host, I should say, uh, co-host Mike from New York, but uh, he had to um, drop out about an hour ago and uh, reasons uh, we're not sure, but uh, hopefully all, all is good. Um, so for folks who have stumbled upon us here at the Dark Discussions podcast we are part of the dark discussions news network which is www.darkdiscussions.com we are one of the handful of podcasts on the network it's also a website for news uh, uh, release notices um, uh, articles all sorts of things uh, basically um, it's a website you may want to check out daily dark discussions podcast itself is the oldest podcast and the actual thing that founded the entire network, uh, which was 11 years ago uh, in March. Uh, and we are recording this on February 2nd, 24th. I mean, I'm sorry, February 2nd. Uh, not February 2nd, February, period. Uh, the 24th of 2022, the day after my birthday. And also the day after uh, possibly World War III, the beginning. But we won't <laughs> talk about that stuff. <laughs> Uh, I knew we weren't going to get through this without you bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I wasn't, I'm sure Barrett would have brought it up because he actually uh, predicted it three months ago to me. Anyway, um, let's get into some other information here. So uh, what is the Dark Discussions News Network for folks who are 
uh, new to the network. Uh, the Dark Discussions News Network, uh, basically here on the podcast, we basically discuss movies. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, foreign films, uh, uh, drive-in theater, cult films, and the like. Uh, basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, Eric, uh, oh, actually, before we bring that up, uh, we do have an email, too. Darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Or press the Contact Us link on the menu on any page of darkdiscussions.com, and a box will pop up, and you can fill it in, and it will send an email to us that way as well. Uh, speaking of the website, uh, Eric, uh, what else can folks find on this website? Uh, folks can find a link to our Patreon account on every page. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially support your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like web hosting and audio equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help us offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions. And for every $5 a month that you care to contribute, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. We take all the submissions and draw one at random on a quarterly basis. So if you're interested in doing that and supporting us, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or follow the Patreon link on any page of dark discussions.com. All contributions, I said that weird, uh, are greatly appreciated. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Contributions? Yep. How do you say that word? What is wrong with me? Yeah, uh, contributions. Contributions. Yeah, it's usually me that butches words. <laughs> it is. So I'm playing you tonight. Barrett's playing Mike tonight. So I guess you're going to have to play me tonight. There you go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, so a couple of things. Um, the Mystic Dark Discussions Meetup, Mystic Pizza Dark Discussions Meetup, uh, will be brought back this year, 2022, after two years off due to uh, the COVID uh, issues, uh, assuming um, there isn't any other things such as world wars or something that unfortunately could. They're not going to attack Mystic. Right, but I mean, just in general, if there's if there's any if there's no problems in the world, is at least generally okay. Um, dark discussions will be back, and we will have pretty, pretty sure Mystic Pizza isn't a target. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, I'll, if there's, I'll be gone though, because there's like a nuclear reactor near us. That's right. I live right by the U of M, so I'm screwed too. Yeah. Right. Well, it could be there. Oh, actually, actually, uh, yeah, Mystic would be gone because they have a there's a, a naval. Oh, that's uh, right. There's a naval base right there. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so either way, um, we'll we'll uh, get further details as we get closer and such. Um, speaking of that Patreon thing, um, that's actually what we're here tonight to do. We are doing a Patreon thing. Um, uh, David Michael Farley. Uh, was the individual who uh, donated to Patreon specifically for this film. Uh, so we appreciate that. Um, I do hope uh, only three of us here, unfortunately, due to some issues, won't uh, hurt his enjoyment of us talking about uh, the film that he wanted us to talk about tonight. Um, so we apologize that uh, we only have the three of us. But we usually have good conversations, no matter. And uh, that's pretty much it there. Any house cleaning, uh, we pretty much just did that. But if there's like news or things 
we've been watching that we want to discuss after the discussion of our topic tonight. We'll do that at the end of the episode if we have time. And uh, if not, uh, that means we had a long conversation about tonight's topic. And with all that stated, Eric, what is tonight's topic? Tonight, we're going to be talking about the 1986 movie Heathers. I'm sorry, did I say is that? I can't read my screen. Repeat it then, sir. 1989. 1988. We're going to be talking about the 1988 movie, Heathers. Wiki says 89. IMDb says 1988. All right. So whatever year it was, let's go and listen to the trailer. I thought it was 86 because I couldn't read because I'm getting old. I had a birthday yesterday, so I know what you mean. <laughs> I wanted to be a member of the most powerful clique in school. Dear diary, Heather said she teaches people real life. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. Did it not bother you that everybody in this school thinks that you're a piranha? Like a gift shop. Everyone and everyone just looked right at me. You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica. I don't really like my friends. I don't really like your friends either. They're people I work with and our job is being popular. Maybe it's time to take a vacation. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. My teen angst has a body count. This is a tragic thing. Hallelujah. We scare people into not being assholes. What did you say, dickhead? <laughs> I did not want them dead. You did too. Did not. Did, did not. Did not. I love my dead gay son. You were out of control. Take out her tonsils? Ha! Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck! That's it. We're breaking up. Uh, that's right. Uh, the film Heathers, whether it's 88 or 89, depending on wherever you look on the internet and we're too lazy to actually verify it, but David Michael Farley can always let us know. Uh, the film was, uh, we obviously said the title, Heathers, uh, directed by Michael Lehman and written by Daniel Waters. Uh, both had have have had semi success in Hollywood, but uh, none of the, neither of them have uh, reached the pinnacle of, of this film here, which um, many folks would consider a cult classic. Um, the film stars uh, a number of young folk at the time. Some of them became uh, close to a listers, at least for a little bit. Uh, others uh, had a timely passing due to uh, a tumor in her head. And then others uh, just went on to have uh, character roles and whatnot. Uh, the stars of the film um, are Winona Ryder and Christian Slater are the two leads. With uh, other characters, Shannon Doherty, uh, or I should say actresses, Shannon Doherty, Lisa Ann Falk, and Kim Walker. 
uh, are the other stars of the film. Kim Walker was the uh, only 32 when she passed away a few years later, uh, and she was Jennifer Aniston's one of Jennifer Aniston's best friends. Uh, well, so, and it's also just kind of uh, she delivers a line in this movie. Did you eat yes. a did you eat a brain tumor for breakfast and ended up dying of a brain tumor? So that's kind of I don't oh, know, I ironic is the way word, but uh, yeah. That is terrible. That is terrible. She, I thought you were going to say her, her famous line, which is, fuck me with a, a hard <laughs> with a chainsaw, or softly with a chainsaw, whatever it is. But yes, yes, uh, that that is very ironic. Uh, also, Shannon Darty, unfortunately, um, has had her also issues, has too. Yes, yes. Um, well, she's and, hanging in there for now. Yeah, well, it, was, it was diagnosed as stage four, which is uh, not, not good. good. Yeah. Not good. Um, so uh, the film uh, had a budget of three million. Uh, it says here, and it says that it only made one point one million at the box office. Uh, but the film did take off as a huge uh, VHS rental and became a and you know on HBO's and all that and became a huge cult classic, uh, similar to similar to a lot of films that didn't have necessarily productive runs at the theaters and then went on to have uh, excellent uh, home uh, audience exposure. Uh, the film has a critical rating of, um, let's see here, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, by 60-something critics. Uh, there is a Blu-ray of it, and actually I have an old Blu-ray, for uh, the 20th Reunion Blu-ray, which was from 2009. Uh, which has one I have too. Yeah, and it has uh, audio commentaries and and stuff too, uh, which uh, is pretty it's good. Also but, uh, on Amazon Prime, which is how I watched it this week because I was yeah, lazy. Me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, same here. I actually watched it on Tubi because, again, I, I was lazy. On Tubi. Just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but if I had known it was on Prime, I would have just watched it there because uh, Prime well, commercials. Commercials. Uh, though this only had like. Two commercials, and so it wasn't it's really that too, too many. You're probably right, but if it was free, I can't complain. Um, and I, I can, can watch it in any room I want, <laughs> as well as on my phone. Yes, yes, you can, anybody can complain about anything. That's You're right, absolutely. and I will stop complaining about two view trailers in the cage ever. <laughs> that, that, that is that is fair. Um, now, um, the film actually kind of made the career of Christian Slater for sure. And Prepped him for know, pump up the volume for sure. Very yeah. similar role. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which I just bought that on Blu-ray. It just came out finally. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, Winona Ryder was was uh, at that time, um, I think, somewhat uh, successful. Um, <laughs> Winona Ryder's agent told her that her career would be over if she took this role. Huh. That's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very. Yeah, that makes no sense, actually. Uh, so this would be considered a black comedy, uh, also a teen film. Um, you could even go into further detail and talk and say that it's as um, coming of age and a behavioral health individual film. Uh, You're the only one that says that, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, but it's also a uh, cult classic, as, as I did say. Uh, anybody else want to add to any of those descriptions of the film? No, I think you nailed it. 
Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, let's get into uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And uh, let's start with you, Eric. I mean, I can't remember if I saw this in the theater. I'm pretty sure I didn't, actually. Uh, but I clearly uh, caught up with it on video at some point. Uh, I owned a copy of it, but I hadn't watched it in years. And it, it's it's a cult classic. But with the thing that struck me the most while I was rewatching it last night is there's no way in hell this movie gets made today. Um, just because of some of the themes and events that happened during the movie. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no studio would greenlight this movie today. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 naughty <laughs> on a number of levels that we'll discuss as we get further into it. Um, I still enjoy it, uh, but it's, it's one of those things where as your mindset changes along with society, uh, you revisit something like that and you're like, Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's still a great movie. Uh, but there's a little bit of a cringe factor, uh, in the current day of age. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I, I, you know, I I did I know I'm, I'm didn't see it at the theaters, but I don't I don't, I knew and I know I didn't stumble upon it. Um, I'm pretty sure people were talking about it at high school. Well, not high school. I was already out of high school, but but my group of friends right during the um, the first year of college because a lot of us were, were commuters at that time to college which which i was and um they were talking about how christian slater this guy in the film was like jack a young jack nicholson and did some great lines and all this other stuff um oh and then my my buddy uh who was um a football was a football captain on, on, on our football team. Uh, he, I think he may have been the one that introduced it to me because he kept on saying all the lines from the film. And one of the lines that he always liked was, I love my da- gay son. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and that was, that was, uh, you know, like outrageous at the time. Um, and ironic. Um, because again, this film is, is my God, it's 34 years old now. Um, if my math is right, um, and I'm too lazy to really think. So um, the the film was uh, somewhat like that. So I, I rented it on VHS from like a blockbuster, probably I'm sure. And um, I may even watch it with all my buddies, uh, specifically my my buddy that, that kept on doing the lines. And um, your buddy was doing lines. <laughs> To be honest, you never know what people do behind the <laughs> Um But, um, yeah, the movie was really good. Uh, I loved the film when I first saw it. Um, but oddly, I didn't never bother really revisiting it, even though I thought it was fantastic. Um, and so I just watched it again for the first time in probably 34 years. Um Wow. Even though I even though I had the disc, yeah. Well, I had the disc was open, so I may have watched it maybe twenty years ago when I bought the disc too. So either way, it's been a hell of a long time, um, or, or or not uh, fourteen years ago I bought the disc. But either way, um, the movie does have some things that are, as Eric mentioned, that 
seem a little inappropriate today. They couldn't get it green light, similar to like when we reviewed Rocky Horror Picture Show. There were some lines or, or things in that that made that seem inappropriate today. But all in all, uh, all in all, it's still really good and um, a film that I think anybody who has and seen it should probably do. Um, and, and then they also will see how, why um, people like Christian Slater and Winona Ryder were big stars back then. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Um, so I believe I saw this in the theater, but like Eric, it was a really long time ago. And so I'm not absolutely positive. Um, but, you know, this was like our generation's movie. <laughs> I was just getting out of high school at the time. You know, it was a big deal. Christian Slater was huge. This movie just really catapulted him. There's some crazy stuff in this film. I also agree that it it would have a tough time being made today because of the the themes and some of the groups that get made fun of. But I think it's a fun film. It's making fun of everybody, um, especially adults, which, you know, felt good when I was 18. (laughs) So... I, I like the film still. I think it's it holds up pretty well, um, and it's it's a fun watch. All right, very good. Um, yeah, and you're right. It does make fun of adults. Um, that's an aspect that I, I had forgotten. Uh, now, with that stated, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki for this? Wiki, wiki. At Westberg High, where clicks rule, jocks dominate, and all the popular girls are named Heather. It's going to take a, a Veronica and mysterious new kid to give teen angst a body count. All right. Um, That's a weird wiki. Yeah, it is. It, is. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's almost trying to be an advertisement. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it does. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. But, yeah, you know, it's does the job, I guess. Um... All right, so uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, uh, how we do this, uh, basically we don't just review films, we also critique and dissect films as well, and therefore we'll talk about anything and everything uh, related to this film, um, specific scenes, uh, topical points, um, famous lines, all those things, basically we... um, here to uh, give our thoughts and just discuss the film. Uh, but before we do get into that, we will throw up a spoiler. And prior to the spoiler, we'll just talk about general things. So, you know, we could talk about uh, the careers of William, I'm uh, not William, Christian Slater or Winona Ryder, or we could talk about cult films and teen films from that era. Parrot uh, mentioned Pump Up the Volume, for example. Uh, you know, things of that nature. We'll, we'll, we'll do... Run- you know, without really spoiling it. Um, so uh, I guess uh, at this point we can just pretty much talk about anything and everything related to uh, the film that is not spoilery. Um, so um, what do you guys want to start with? Um, well, um, this is clearly meant to be a dark comedy. And a lot of the stuff is funny. And my, after spoilers, I'll, I'll tell you guys what my favorite moment in the movie is, which is which is it's pretty dark. Um, 
But one thing that jumped out at me on this rewatch was there's a lot of homophobic humor in this movie. Uh, and it, it was making me uh, wince. <laughs> in, in the 80s, it was commonplace, so it really didn't hit me in the same way back then. Um, but yeah, there's there's a definite, like, there's a thick streak of it in this movie. And I was like, ugh, I don't know. Um, but other than that, uh, the dark humor uh, still holds up for me. Um, there's a lot of stuff involving uh, violence in school with teenagers uh, using guns. So I'm sure a lot of people would object to that today. Um, violence hasn't really ever <laughs> bothered me that much um, unless it's extremely realistic, uh, which it is not in this movie. Um, so yeah, I still, I still get behind it as a, as a dark comedy you could do without the homophobic humor, but uh, uh, there's still some, there's still some good laughs in this movie. Um, and like you were saying, Phil, it does like showcase Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. You can, you can see why they're star material because uh, they they shine in this movie. Yeah, indeed they do. Um, yeah, I, I I noticed a few of those things as well. Um, yeah, basically for folks who are too young to remember what myself, Eric, and Barrett remember in high school, um, when a uh, a boy was picked on, homophobic or woman. Uh, misogynistic terms would be used upon them. Uh, it was very commonplace. Um, yeah, basically in the eighties, you could call somebody a fat faggot without getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was they, a common they, word. Yeah, yeah they, they would call you lots of words like that. Um, the, the Q word, uh, mm-hmm. the the D word for an uh, individual that is, would be a lesbian. They would call you. Uh, the the p word you know that, like a cat about a cat they they would call you uh persian <laughs> right um, but they would also call you you know stuff like oh you're girly girl or you're you're you know you like pink or you know if you this you is know. funny hearing you dance around this yeah yeah, really yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't i don't want to people bother me it's just leave me alone i'm just we're just talking the movie so um but don't worry they'll, they'll come after me because i said fat yeah um and then they they, they use the, the the terms they would also call you terms that would be derogatory for um mentally disabled folk as well yeah. or mentally yeah. challenged folk let me let me phrase that uh as well so well, and the whole thing with martha dump truck too i was just like oh good god man the kids in this movie are awful. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 they're pretty bad. It, but it, you know, it kind of reminded me that that's that's really how it how it was. No, I, it, I, it was, would, and then that's why I can't I can't get well, too mad at the movie because it's, it's a accurate representation. It really well, is. And, and, yeah, but I'm not even talking about the the derogatory terms that would not be that would be considered hitch speech today. I'm just talking about how students are. That, yeah. I mean, that's that what I'm saying. It's an accurate representation. They're awful. Yeah. There's a, there's a famous, uh, po- political, uh, writer and I won't, I won't bring him, bring it bring his name up, uh, for obvious reasons. Cause it's politics, but he did say something that was once that was interesting on a podcast that I was listening to that he was, uh, a guest on. And he said that 
most people never experience violence except in school. And I thought that was an interesting statement because he, he was what he was implying was is that most people in your day to day jobs or life or whatever, unless you know you're in some dysfunctional family or live in a which is a lot of people, FYI. It is. You, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, but but um, I, I, his point was is that the majority of folk, the type of violence, physical violence that you experience in high school or or middle school or elementary school is probably the one and only time that a lot of folks will ever experience violence like it is in in school. Um, now, whether that's accurate or not, for me, it, that hit home pretty well because, you know, since I've, I've been an adult, I, I haven't had to worry about fights or bar fights or, or any, any stupid fights. You know, you, know, you have arguments and you, with people and, and you have um, mm-hmm. fights with, with neighbors or that, you know, because they're on their, your property and they're not supposed to be, you know, stupid stuff, but, but no actual violence. So, so even though this movie doesn't show as much violence, and when I say violence, I'm talking about fist punching violence, as in other teen films. There, they do show it here, and the the mental abuse is shown very well here too. The only, I guess the only difference between today and then is a lot of that has also been transferred over to internet and social media. Um, because, you know, you hear about people that get um, something that we see in this film would then be posted on the Internet and then all their friends could could laugh at the people even on that social media as well. Um, so, for example, the, with that girl, you mentioned her name, Eric, I forgot her name. Um, Martha Dumptruck? Yeah, Martha Dumptruck. Yeah. That, that what happened to her would have actually been filmed today. And then it would have been posted on Facebook or Twitter or something where yes, where everybody would people still suck. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, so the experience of what they show here in in high school still seems real, even if the quote unquote hate speech that was common in our time in high school feels very dated and uncomfortable today. And it actually felt very dated and uncomfortable. Well, not dated, but it definitely felt uncomfortable back then, too. Mm-hmm. You know? So. But I think uh, at the time that this movie came out, um, it was it was generally accepted language at the time. Um, yes. So, so like... <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the notes I read in, in reading up on trivia about this movie is that um, there is, well, I'll wait till we pass the spoiler flag because we'll have to get into some plot points. But remind me to come back to this. OK, OK. Sounds good. Um, so anyway, uh, other things of note that we could talk about. Um, I, I feel the the clicks are pretty valid. Uh, what they did, they showed as some of the clicks mm-hmm. in in the um, the movie. There, obviously, there's some uh, hyperbolic and over exaggeration and uh, caricatures of some of them. You know, like the dorks are a little. Most of them seem a little more 
dorky than I remember, I, but I may be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the, parents, the parents are absolutely clueless. Yeah, yeah. The, the parents the parents were definitely caricatures, and the teachers were definitely caricatures. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the teachers for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, all the, uh, this also was was a different uh, type of uh, school system than I our town I grew up in. My town was very middle class, so you had poor and filthy rich, but most of the people were in the middle. Here, it seemed like everybody was filthy rich in this mm-hmm. movie. Here, um, so that's one thing I noticed. What else do we want to discuss? Any other items that were int- were curious or interesting to you, any of you folks? I think I've gone through all my generalities. My my other comments are going to be specifics behind the spoiler flag. Well, I do think uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was just the whole Christian Slater. His this basically sets his his role in movies quite a bit. Um, kind of the bad boy. Um, I don't know. It it definitely sets him up for pump up the volume, and his career definitely becomes huge after this. And the characters very similar between the two movies. I just I found it quite interesting how how alike some of it is, like the someone calling the radio in there, and that's also in pump up the volume. Just a lot of similarities there. Uh, but uh, generally, um, the thing that's curious about uh, his career is that yeah, you know, he became pretty big, and, and a sex symbol, and was a leading man there for a bit. And the same with Winona Ryder, you know. I would, the um, film she was in were, were pretty big, uh, but oddly, both of their careers um, stumbled a bit because of um, what we would call behavioral health issues off <laughs> off screens. Um, yeah. And so, both of their careers did stumble, and they never were able to uh, get back to that A level. Uh, though both of them still have had um, decent careers. I mean, Winona kind of came back. She was Stranger Things, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, still, but that's what I mean. I mean, you know, that they've done pretty decent since. And he had uh, that Mr. Robot show, right? Oh, yeah. That's true. That show was awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. So so, so, so they, they recovered. They just uh, lost their, I guess, leading. Lost band. their mojo for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they were huge back then. They, they were similar oh, to yeah. Yeah, for younger listeners that are, you know, like 25 or 35 that don't remember this, they were like, um, who's, who would be like young, peppy stars today? And I can't even think of any. Um, well, things have changed and you don't really yeah. have the mega stars like you used to. That's true. That's true. You, you don't. You don't. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of films, too, are now uh, creating the stars rather than the other way around. <laughs> You know, like, you know, you you get cast as a Marvel hero, and suddenly you have a career or something. Um, yeah, but at this point, it's really the, like it used to be like, hey, let's go see the new, uh, I don't know, Tom Cruise movie or whatever. Uh, right. And now it's just like, hey, there's a movie out on Netflix. Oh, it's got Tom Cruise in it, or whatever the case may be, because mm-hmm. because the different distribution systems, uh, the decline in in, in theater goers. Um, and the prominence of streaming, I just think the big name phenomena isn't what it used to be. No. Yeah. But you're absolutely right that back in the day when Christian Slater were right up there. 
especially at this point in time. This is this is as they were taking off on their rocket to the stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they were absolutely huge at this time. Um let's see. Uh Barrett, anything else that you wanted to bring up um further that is just general stuff before we throw up the spoiler and start really talking deep into the film. Nope, that was pretty much it. Just that Christian Slater, it's a good point to see him as he's about to become huge. Yep, absolutely. Um, and speaking of pump up the volume, uh, I did see that one at the end of the That's a great movie, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Although it's kind of weird to wrap your head around uh, now as we're yeah. sitting here podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely true. That is too funny. Yeah. My God, that's a that's a riot. Yeah, no one needs FCC rules or worry about any crap anymore. Um, that's just too funny. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, all right, so we're gonna throw up the spoiler at, at this moment in the podcast. Uh, so basically, at this point, we will uh, talk about everything and anything. Um, as uh, co-host Eric mentioned, uh, and Barrett, that you you can you can see this on Amazon Prime at least at this time when we record this, February twenty. 20- fourth 2022 and also it's available on tubi as well as as where i start but you can also rent it anywhere too if you don't have either of those options and uh there is a blu-ray and disc out too if you like hard um media um all right so the spoiler is up and uh, we can talk about pretty much anything and everything um the one thing i wanted to bring up first is how interesting the film starts where we don't really meet Veronica, which is the Winona Ryder character, mm-hmm. um, before she's part of the Heathers. And for folks who don't know what we're talking about, basically there's a clique uh, that's that's like the the It Girls called the the Heathers Group or Heathers. And the reason for that is is that oddly three of the or the three girls in the group are named Heather. So they have you know Heather. Uh, Chandler, I, I mean, I forget what the last names are. It doesn't matter. But um, the, yeah, well, actually, let me get that because it, it's kind of important. So there's, there's Heather uh, Chandler, who is the lead leader of the group. And then Heather McNamara is like second in command. And then Heather Duke, played by Shannon Darty, is third. And then Veronica has been welcomed into this group as a member. And so she's going to be part of the Heathers or the Queen Bees, if you prefer, um, of the school. And I thought it was interesting how it starts where they're already, where she's already in the, or about to enter the group without. I, I think I understand what you're saying, Phil, because this is not a, this is not a theme that's foreign to uh, 80s teenager movies, uh, which is the unpopular person suddenly becoming part of the popular crowd and leaving their old friends behind. Um, but what you're pointing out here is that that's already happened when we entered this movie. Exactly. Because some other films that we've seen that are similar to this, and unfortunately I can't give any examples at this time. Neither can I. It's killing me. I know there's at least three or four. Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of ones that we see these, the, the lead who is quote unquote, not part of the it crowd, just a regular student. And then we see them interacting with their old friends you know, at the beginning of the film and then suddenly they become popular and they just forget or have to leave their old friends here. Um, they, yeah, they cut all that out. And, well, and it's and, interesting cause she hasn't become a complete asshole yet either. Like she still cares about her friend from when she was younger before she was part of this clique. 
Right, right. Well, and this is, and again, I'm not saying that there's a lot of, there isn't a lot of bad cliques and a lot of bad people that are popular in high school. But this specific group of people, it's almost required to have disdain for pretty much anybody that isn't uh, a Heather. Yep. Right. They're basically kingmakers. Yeah. <laughs> they can, they can might make your life easy or they can make your life very difficult. Right. And Heather Shannon, the leader, um, says uh, one of her number of great quotes in the film. Uh, th- this one isn't a famous quote, but it was probably as important as any of her famous quotes, where she says that basically all everybody wants to be my friend or everybody wants to fuck me. And meaning, in other words, that she's that popular. It's it's similar to the line like everybody you know, for like if uh, you're talking, we talk about what's Brad Pitt. He's he, all the boys want to be Brad Pitt and all the girls want to date Brad Pitt. You know, it's something like that is what she's kind of implying. And I thought that was a uh, really cool because it was meta before meta was even a word. And, <laughs> and she was also very aware of it as well. You know, and I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool too. Um, but it's kind of odd because that type, it's somewhat of a character because she's still a dink. So most people who I would think would say, no, I don't want to be her friend. And most people would say, no, I wouldn't want to date someone like that. You know, so it, it is kind of almost like a contradiction. I don't know if that was intentional either. What, what did you guys think of this leader or, or the group itself? I mean, were they all dinks or were they just mis- they're all awful people for sure? Well, they're, you know, be, well, actually, no, not all of them. Um, I mean, Shannon Doher- Doherty's character wasn't bad until she got until a she taste took the of crown. power. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So the power either wasn't the Heather McNamara. She wasn't a horrible person either. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, when I think about it, Heather may have been the Heather McNamara, that the, the the middle one, the one that was in second in power, may have been the best of the of the three. I think she was, actually. Yeah. 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 Um and, and, and she was actually sexually assaulted in this film too. It was like holy shit. Yeah. Um, that's 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 yeah. It happens in the background while Winona Ryder is talking to Christian Slater. You can miss it if you're not paying attention, but if you're paying attention, it's just like Jesus Christ. They're just, they're just gonna let that happen. Right. Well, the one guy was passed out. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. One guy, but he was a scumbag anyway. Yeah, he was hitting on yeah. Winona Ryder, trying to. Right, get but w- Winona Ryder's leaning against a tree, talking to Christian Slater, and behind them, you can see the sexual assault happening, and they're just having their conversation. Right. Right. Yeah, as if it's not a big deal. It's kind of, or they don't care. It's just weird. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's true. That's true. So it's the lead Heather Shannon. She's just our odd in person, and then Heather Duke, which is the Shannon Doherty character, is the one that seems like she she could be nice, but she's still a little suspect because she is part of the group. And then when she gets the power. It, she, her true nature comes out, which is she's a scumbag too. Yes. Um, but and yeah, at this Heather, point, at that point, uh, JD Christian Slater's character is the kingmaker or the queenmaker. 
Well, he's right. more of a shadowy figure in the background. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's yeah, so that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, well, and that, that's the thing that's, that always was weird about this film when I, I and when I first watched it, too, because they were making him out to look like he was a hero when at the beginning of the film. You know, like he, he's the guy that says, you know, you, this is bad. All this stuff is bad. But then like he's you said, worse. <laughs> yeah, he's a psychopathic killer that will kill anybody that gets in his way. Well, and, and the whole thing, like the, the throughout the movie, his whole M.O. is making it look like other people committed suicide. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I, that I avoided mentioning before spoilers that we have those two jocks. That they set up to make look like they committed suicide because they were gay lovers and water (laughs) and couldn't deal with the fact that that their society wouldn't accept them and you know since this movie came out it's come to light that uh that happens more than you might want to think and a lot of the notes that get left are an awful lot like that one um so it was maybe a little too on the nose um as in that's something that actually happens so it's a little rough um yeah, so that's that's what I didn't want to mention before spoilers. <laughs> but I think wasn't like back in that time period when like awareness of suicide was really going up and so it was a, a bigger deal yeah. than it had used to be and now in this movie they're making them out to be heroes. <laughs> and that's kind of the tongue in cheek thing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And there's right. the hit song on a radio teen suicide, don't yeah. do it. What the fuck? <laughs> right, right. Who's the writer on this movie? He's a dark motherfucker, whoever he is. <laughs> yeah. Daniel yeah. Waters. Daniel Waters, man, you you got some dark shit inside you. Yeah, it sure does. But uh, all the things they left with them to make them gay, like the Betty White pick postcard. <laughs> Not Betty White. Um, <laughs> Betty. Who was it? Uh, uh, you mean you mean uh, Joan Crawford? No, Joan Betty Crawford. Davis. Some, Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. Some Betty Davis. Yeah, postcard, mineral water. <laughs> well, well the best one was when they fight arguing about the mineral water. They go, but mineral water is kind of okay now. And he goes, no, no, we got to still. It, but which is kind of funny because it was kind of still like weird. But now everybody drinks you know bottled water. Like it's uh-huh. you know it's kind of funny. But you were gonna say something, Eric? Yeah, I was just gonna say that my favorite moment in the whole movie is after after that happens with the jocks and uh, but get, but not, get, what's sir. her name? Uh, Veronica. Veronica realizes that she just killed someone uh, and yes. and was tricked into doing it, and they're in the car and. She she takes the car lighter and presses it into the palm of her hand. <laughs> and Christian Slater just grabs her hand and lights the cigarette off of it. Oh my God. So awesome. It's so twisted, but it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and, and it's just one of those moments that is supposed to make you laugh and think it's funny. But it also um, is, a, is a perfect character trait for what we are beginning to discover Christian Slater is. That right. Is like Veronica's upset. She's, she didn't want to murder anybody and JD's just having fun. He takes advantage of every situation. Hey, there's a spot I can light my cigarette. Let's just do it well, right there. Well, let me, let me ask you about this, this character, this J, JD character. Cause, because, you know, there's other teen, teen angst films from, from that era or, or a little after. And one of them we, we did a discussion on, um, 
and that was uh, Donnie Darko, which mm-hmm. I also believe was a, a Patreon pick. And and at that time, that that film too, um, you know, you could argue is he a psycho or crazy or is he uh, a rebel or a hero or whatever? And and you know, you have all these films where these young kids do these terrible things and sometimes really terrible things like Christian Slater's character. But at first, even if he's doing these horrible, horrible murders, being a stupid kid, I thought he was just saying the system is bad and we got to bring it down. And the, the film was trying to make a commentary on that. But then later in the film, you find out that, yeah, you know, he is becomes the system self. Mm-hmm. But were you guys thinking at the beginning that, that, he was truly the villain or was he one of those people that was saying we must bring the system down? Even no, if he was pretty much down. when, when he murdered Heather Shannon, that's when, yeah, he's the bad guy. Well, what's interesting about that is that he, he almost didn't do it. So I think he, you know, once it happened, then he definitely was the bad guy because he planned it out. But he was just like kind of shrugged his shoulders when he was like, Hey, wait, don't take that one. Take this one, this cup mm-hmm. and uh, followers are into the bedroom. I just think that he becomes almost accidentally, but he's, he is the burn it all down. Cause that's what he learned from his dad. Right. His dad. Right, and I was buildings. about to point that out, Barrett is that it's not necessarily entirely his fault. Cause clearly his, his, uh, his upbringing was not the best. Yeah, right. uh, he's got a father that likes to get what he wants by blowing up buildings. <laughs> and his mother was so miserable that she walked into one right as it was about to blow up to get out of the whole situation. So, yeah, not the best home life. Uh, maybe not entirely his fault that he's a uh, psychotic wacko, uh, but he is indeed a psychotic wacko. Well, you his know, dad it, calls him the dad and he calls his dad the kid. Right, <laughs> which is an well, interesting. Well, and it's thing. like a fun, it's a fun reverse role thing between father and son. That's not really yeah. one of the. I don't think that made him blow shit up, but the fact that he witnessed his father blow shit up uh, to get what he wants uh, probably had a big influence. <laughs> well, um, I, I wanted to also say too that he was a unexpected villain in the sense that Winona Ryder was the one that brought it up first, saying we should kill. Heather, and I no, kind of yeah. I mean, no, she were, wanted to make her sick. She wanted to make her puke. Yeah, right. what happened is that she puked at the party. Right. And Heather said she was going to destroy her reputation that morning at school by telling everybody that she puked at the party. So they were trying to sleep. get her to throw up before she went to school. So if she started to spread that, she'd be like, "Yeah, well, you threw up this morning." And then Christian Slater is the one that brings up killing her. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, well, and they do a good job of making you hate that Heather up to that point. Oh, yeah, so you're not feeling real bitch. bad for it, right? Yeah. Also, also, yeah, yeah, we we despise her as a human being for sure. Now, did Christian Slater's character? Um, well, you know, he's the know. one that pulled out the Drano shit. Yes, yes, imported and, in and, the and Veronica was like, but that'll was kill he, her. And he's like, yeah. But, but but was he doing it because he wanted to kill her at that moment? Or was he doing it because he was trying to impress? Uh, he wanted to kill her. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And there's, but I also do think there is a subconscious part of Winona Ryder's character that allows it to happen 
Yes. Because she sees him put that in the glass, and it the mix-up happens almost purposely. So, Well, and Veronica's character in this movie is very much um, participating and realizes she's doing horrible, horrible things and realizes that JD's a bad influence on her and tries to remove that bad influence, and then he won't let her go. Yep. Um, but yeah. I think the difference between the two of them is that they're both doing horrible things, but Veronica feels awful about it, and JD's just having fun. Yeah. Right. Also, also that's the thing that's interesting about the Veronica character, is even though she's, quote-unquote, the protagonist, um, and I prefer to say protagonist than hero, um, is is that she's kind of not really a good person either. Now she's not like the the Heathers, the, the, specifically the two bad Heathers, Duke and Chandler, and she's not like JD. But I think she, I think she has some issues too because she, you know, wanted to join the Heathers. I, I think and, her biggest issue is she has no identity, and yeah. she's influenced by everybody around her. Yeah, that could be true, too. You're right. And that's right. where and she gains freedom at the end, because she decides for herself and makes a decision for herself without getting led into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, too, because she she pretty much leaves both the set Heathers and the JDs behind um, and goes back to kind of her original life. But the thing is, too, is that um, she's also kind of like the cipher of any person in high school that just doesn't want to be picked on and be the loser, but also doesn't want to be forgotten by the popular people either. Mm-hmm. And, and so she she kind of fits that role. It's like you said, she doesn't have an identity. She definitely doesn't want to be a loser. But if she doesn't join the Heathers and is, is like, quote unquote, worshipped or, or respected at school and she's just a, another person in the crowd, then she feels like her life's not fulfilled, I guess. I don't know. Well, and the thing we learn about her is that she's extremely smart and she could have like gone through a bunch of classes without taking them like levels of schooling, but she, she went anyway through high school and everything. Cause she talks yeah. about her genius level IQ at one point. Right. Well, and clearly she had friends. She was friends with Betty Finn and right. Yeah. And yeah. and she made the conscious decision to change her social status. But it's also very clear that she doesn't like these Heathers. <laughs> she, right. She she finds right. them repellent. Um but right. for some reason is willing to deal with it in order to maintain her status. Um and I think she kinda hates herself for it. Well, and she kind of has that status because she's rich, right? I mean, her family is rich. Mm-hmm. So right. I think that's part of why she's accepted so easily, whereas other people might that's have not point. been. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I've seen you know, wealthy kids that are still, you know, like dorks and they get picked on big time and whatnot. But for her, obviously being wealthy doesn't hurt, put it that way. Right. So, so she comes from money. She has friends that are, are, no, are, are good friends and not losers. So even that, what was that girl's name that she used to be friends with again? Uh, uh, Betty. Betty, yeah. Betty's not a loser by any means. She's just a normal, you know, whatever. And also Veronica is good looking enough that she can get, you know, the JDs or other boys if, if she wanted to for, for dating. So 
technically, even before she joined the Heathers, she wasn't a loser, really. And she wasn't someone that wouldn't have been successful in some social life in high school. But for whatever reason, and again, this is before the film starts and we don't see enough of it to understand it, she determines that that status that she had prior to the film beginning, where she was friends with, you know, pretty, if not hugely popular, not losers like Betty. And, and she was still good looking enough that, you know, she could have easily got a boyfriend. So it's not like she felt she was like the dump, dump truck, Martha dump truck. So I, I, it would be curious to see what was going on to make her decide that being a Heather was better than, what she already had, which was pretty, sounded pretty damn good to me, especially when Barrett, you brought up that she was also coming from money as well. Well, and it's interesting because the the main Heather that dies first brings yeah, up she, how she yeah she brings up how she saved her Veronica from a life of being like a brownie or whatever <laughs> at one point. So it's like she has this hold over her that seems weird. Also, random note: uh, Heather Chandler's. Shoulder pads were fucking killing me. Oh God, I hated shoulder pads in the eighties. God, they always looked stupid. She looked like a linebacker. They were so yes. big. Yeah, very, very, very odd. Uh, um, well, we can blame Michael Jackson for most of that. It was the style back in the day. It yeah. was, and it was horrible yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. Eighties had weird styles. There's no doubt about it. Still better uh, than the seventies, but not by much. Indeed. Um, so I, yeah. So so it, it is a curiosity her character Veronica, um, and as the film goes, um, even if you f- can feel for her and you can see, as you said, Eric, that she's saying feeling bad about the choices she's doing. Never mind all the guilt by doing what JD's doing. She, I mean, and and then again, you can argue that she redeems herself at the end, but the character is uh, an enigma. I feel. Yeah. Well, and well, yeah. But the thing is who else are you going to root for? Right. That's the problem. You root for her, but it's not really now for me, it's not as satisfying as it was back then. Back then it seemed like, you know, an almost like an anthem song, you know, it's like there, <laughs> she's the hero because she's, she was the rebel and then she took control of her life and whatever. <laughs> Now she just right. seems like someone who did some of the wrong things and then was trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, te- yeah, that's true. Uh, she did cover up murder, so technically right. she, she should be in jail. <laughs> but uh, um, I, you know, what's interesting too well, is that downright I, shot somebody. <laughs> hey, it was with a dum dum bullet. She had no idea. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> right. But 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 uh, yeah. Either either way, yeah. It's, it's some suspicious stuff going on there with her character. <laughs> Um, but I will have to say that the, the writer specifically, and maybe the director as well, maybe we're trying to uh, put a mirror to the audience because you can see a lot of the audience failing like JD and saying, yeah, kill these bitches. They kill them all. They're all ruin the school. They're all assholes. Get rid of them. And yeah. He pulls out the fake you know, the gun with the fake bullets and to kill the, 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 the jocks and you know yeah yeah well now that was awesome <laughs> that i like yeah that was one of the best scenes of the film there's no doubt about it that's the scene that i remembered and made me say this film is awesome but um 
but if you look if by the end of the film, if you were cheering him, which I bet you a lot of the audience was, you know, whether they had felt foolish or not, I don't know, but let's assume they, they, some of them did they, they, they must've had their jaw dropping. Like, Oh my God, I was just cheering on this, you know, this the guy that wants to blow up the school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was almost like the Daenerys, you know, where, where all these people cheering Daenerys and then they pull the rug under from out there and they go, look, you were cheering the villain, you idiots. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm thinking that's that's what they were trying to do here to make the audience go, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, and you know, school shootings weren't that big then, and now it's kind of, you know, I don't know. It yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same anymore watching. This. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now it's to the opposite extreme. Where I remember during COVID uh, in 2020, this little boy was. Um, on um on, on zoom for you know the, the the remote learning and he had a his little bb gun was on the on the wall and someone in the class reported that he had a bb gun on the wall and he got suspended even for remote learning because he had a bb <laughs> gun on the wall crazy. yeah, yeah it's sure stupid. yeah sure yeah. It's, yeah of course it's stupid it's, it's absolutely insane so the Especially if his parents said it was okay and he could have it on his wall and all that. It's just in the background. It's like, who cares? But, um, or they should have just told him, you know, take it down and, you know, we can't have let other children mm-hmm. see it and move on. But um, nowadays, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, for Christian Slater to have brought a, a gun, even with blanks, into a school, that, that couldn't be possible. I don't even think it would have well, been possible back then. <laughs> and the reason it was, it was, okay to make this movie is because it wasn't commonplace at the time. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now that they actually have metal detectors at school and we do have school shootings at least monthly, if not more, um, then yeah, it's, it's not really something that you can take that lightly anymore. No, not at all. You can't take that lightly at all. Um, and, uh, it's just a different world. So uh, that 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 is a red flag for his character, even if it was an awesome scene. Um, it's definitely a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, another interesting aspect that wasn't bad in the way in the way that was bad, but was interesting is um, one of the teachers was smoking during uh, those conferences. That was, oh, almost all of them were. There was a lot of smoking. Yeah, in yeah they were okay. almost all smoking. <laughs> I, I was jonesing by the end of it. I, I haven't had a cigarette since 20, 2009. It's the last time I had a cigarette. By, by the end of Heather's, I wanted a cigarette. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, so, so the last time you had the cigarette was uh, the, tw- the 20th, the, the Blu-ray, the, the 20th guess, High School yeah. Union edition. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, put it this way, it's kind of funny too how kids are today because we're um, after we we went to the JoJo Siwa concert or Siwa or whatever it was for for the kiddos and some YouTube star. Mm-hmm. And um, when we so we went to a restaurant beforehand, and all the little girls are dressed up just like her that were in the restaurant, like hundreds of them. And as we're walking back to the car to um, after the show, um that one of the cooks from that same restaurant, cause we parked and left the car at the, at the restaurant was outside smoking. 
and both my little girls go, "Oh my god, did you see that man? He was smoking." <gasps> oh my god, that's terrible. You know, so, <laughs> so so I guess it's really teaching it really well, you know, because you know even even us looking at that is kind of weird. It's like, oh my god, look at that! They're smoking in the building in the school. You don't see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was a kid, you know, we had our smoking lounge. You know, yeah, kid, we did too. Students could actually go into the smoking lounge and smoke. It was just like weird, you know. So. Ah, the good old days. Ah, the good old days when when everybody everything was when cancer was tasty. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, that's right. Yeah, when, when cigarettes were still good for you. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I guess we we could go into uh, the Heather's. Um, uh, what did, what was your guys' opinion of the? the chain reaction of how the Heathers as, as one took over the, the other. And, and I think it was kind of interesting because as we discussed, their personalities were actually fairly different. And, and the McNamara Heather w- was cool and a queen bee, but she wasn't really even really that bad at all. And even, even on the double date, she was horrified at, at the jocks. So, well, and that that was one real weird thing about this movie because again, I think it's a it's a uh, cultural thing with with uh, time having passed. Uh, but there's that scene where she calls into the radio show, right? And uh, her friends know it's her because she accidentally says her real name at the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a blonde. Um, but during that call, she says. The last person I had sex with killed yeah. themselves. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting because that makes it sound like it was voluntarily. When when you see it happening on the screen in the background, it's clearly not voluntary. And I think that goes to the um the the culture at the time of of uh not counting date rape as real rape. Um so I just thought that was interesting. It was something that I noted. Also, to add to that, Eric, I thought it was interesting about that too. Is um, I, I I think it also showed a little bit of her, um, I guess, being uh, damaged from that. And <laughs> right. in other words, you know, like, like the other girls, they were the queen bees and they were just dinks. Well, she, even though she was popular and, and part of that group. She was in an abusive relationship basically the entire time she was in that group. And so I think she was already shell shocked mm-hmm. from life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I thought that was an interesting commentary on, on, on just that. Never mind your point, Eric, which is culturally how it's changed from then to today as well. So that, well, and also that there's the fact that um, Veronica figures out that she's going to try and commit suicide and stops her. And that's like one of the things that made me able to still root for Veronica, even though she'd done horrible things is yep. that she's also doing good things like preventing Heather from killing herself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and to be honest, uh, um, that Heather, that Heather McNamara, um, we, we never really hated her. Um, to be honest, I mean, because she was never mean to really any character. She was just there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was always polite to everybody, or 
was was indifferent to anybody. She was never mean to anybody. And and so for her to be saved by Veronica, um, we, we 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 cheered that on for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was Shanla. Even if you didn't want her to be killed, you know, it, she still was a dick. You know, I honestly wasn't upset when she died. <laughs> well, I'm just no. trying to be correct. Here. I'm trying to be politically correct. <laughs> you know, She's a fictional yeah. character. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. yeah, so so if, if if it was Chandler and she saved Chandler, I would be like, well, I don't like Chandler anyway, so I wouldn't have kid. <laughs> but <laughs> the fictional character, that's a fair point. Excellent point. And I did uh, like the, the moment when she shattered the glass coffee table. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, my God, that was so awesome, dude. Because at that point, like, when I first watched the film, and I forget, I, I mean, I – would have just thought it would be poison control and you wouldn't be dead. And uh-huh. it's, but that was like, what the hell? Oh my God, she's going to break her head. Or something. But no, she was dead. She was already yep. dead by the time she hit, hit the floor. That was a lot of that stuff though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. She just slammed it too. You think yeah. in the middle of a cup full of Drano, she would have realized it was Drano, but no. Well, that, that shows you the, another interesting flaw in her character her, her i mean her personality that shameless personality which is when they're saying oh you're scared to drink it you, you know and, uh, she goes fine i'll drink it and she just takes it and, and slugs it you know i mean it just shows you most people would still say you know no i'm gonna I'll, I'll milk it you know <laughs> i mean you know especially i don't know but she, yeah it, it, she was just a terrible person everything about her was terrible Absolutely. Indeed, yeah. She she played. She was an excellent excellent actress. No yes. doubt. She she was perfectly cast and and um, rest in peace. Um, Thirty two years old. She died. It was, it was just terrible. Yeah. Uh, awful things. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, and I but I forgot too because her character was so so memorable when I watched it back. You know, like twenty and forty and. 35 years ago so early yeah i was shocked to find out that she was dead after 16 minutes in the film i was like Uh holy smokes i can't believe it uh yeah i i I was literally shocked because i was like she was so memorable and and anytime people say the movie heathers i can still picture her even though i hadn't seen the film for like 20 something years and and then she's dead in 16 minutes into the film i was like holy smokes that's crazy Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. So, where do we want to go now? There's going to be other. What, what want to talk about some of the the adults and how ridiculously I, over the top they are. If you want, I I honestly found oh. the adults in the movie to be pretty uninteresting. The one, the one, te- the hippie teacher when she's like suicide oh is one of the most important decisions in in a young person's life that you have to make. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, and that's the great thing about this film when they showed those teachers. Suicide. Don't do it. Because <laughs> because they would show if, if this was a, a weaker film, they would have just showed the the authoritarian teachers and or the the you know the football coach or or you know all that. But they also showed the quote unquote caring teacher as being as hypocritical as all the rest of the teachers. And I love right. that. Yeah. Because that's that's how it usually is. Because yes. you know, 
you know, we see the we see in, in the movie Carrie, the the nice teacher, and and that's the exception, right? At, at least I've, I, you know, and, and Mike's not here, so fuck you, Mike. You're you're a teacher, <laughs> fuck too. But but um, most of the teachers I knew were all assholes. I didn't like any of my teachers except maybe a handful of them, and 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 uh, you know, and and then you have these these. The hippie one, like you say, Barrett, um, and yeah, and she and she used it almost the suicides and and the suicide prevention and and love and peace and you know let's not have this and, and she did it more for her own ego or her own I guess wanting to feel good about herself mm-hmm. rather than because she really cared about the the topic. Yeah, she wanted to get on the news and all that stuff. Yeah, it was kind of sad. Right, right. Yeah, that was the best when that, when she goes, oh, oh, the, oh, the the news crew's here. Come on, everybody, hurry. And she, <laughs> yeah. going, you, know, you know what? If it was today, the students she would have picked would have been like minority students. But back, <laughs> you know, it was just like you could. But back then, you know, she went and picked the 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 queen, the 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 real pretty people. It was kind of funny. So <laughs> it's just just how it is, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> when the principal's like. We'll let her deal with it. She knows about suicide. <laughs> it's like, man, that's just wrong. Yeah. It's more her area than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they were just terrible people, all of them. Um, I did like Winona Ryder's parents, generally. But they just, like you said, Eric, they they were a little clueless, but they seemed like good parents. They seemed to care. They genuinely right seemed to care. Yeah. What did you say, Eric? I said for the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so what what other scenes do we want to bring up? There's there's a lot of a lot of good scenes. Obviously there's there's the famous lines. Well let's talk about Martha Dump Truck. Is that her name? Is that the name? Yeah, Martha her? Dump yeah. Truck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. That that is that's just terrible. Yeah, she gets treated bad. Yeah. Everything everything about her character is 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 tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're introduced to her where Heather Chandler says, uh, we want to do a prank on this girl. And this girl is, um, kind of, um, you can say it, Phil. Um, you can do it. Well, no, I actually, I'm trying She's to think. Fat. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> she was, she was, um, like a bar- I can't I don't know what the word is but but she's kind of barrel chested you know like barrel chested wrestlers that type more than actually obese but she yeah she's 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 yeah she's what we would call she's big. yeah she's a big let's just say she's a big what oh Eric say it. do it. do do, do. Oh, God. all right I can do it. man I can do a lot of hate mail for this episode <laughs> she one of those great big fat people. <laughs> dude, you do the best wild wow, bill, man. It's a, well, that's awesome, dude. It's the best. Anyway, so yeah, so she's a big fat. She's a big fat. She's great big fat people. <laughs> yeah, so she's unfortunately um need, needs some probably um nutritional information, and so um she sits alone. Uh, isn't actually really picked on it when we usually see her, but. She definitely has no friends or social status. Um, and so Heather Shannon says we want to 
do a trick on her, and they want to say that one of the football players has a crush on her. So they, Veronica, they asked, she asked Veronica to write the letter, the note. And Veronica apparently, Veronica has a skill of being able to uh, forge people's handwriting. Exactly. So Veronica agrees to do it um, because she's an idiot, and um, <laughs> so they they drop it on her plate at the lunchroom. And she reads it, and you got to give the girl balls, Martha Dump Truck, because most people probably would have called on the phone or went mm-hmm. up to him when he's alone and yeah. talked to him. But she decides to go right up to the jock's table with the note and, and, and basically imply that, yeah, I feel the same as you, which is basically the, it was a love letter. And they all just start laughing at her. Mm-hmm. And they destroy her self-esteem, and she runs out. Um, you know, we, we've seen this in hundreds of films. Um, the best one was in, when Donnie Darko in the in the bus stop, where they they're picking on the fat girl, and he goes, "Don't worry, one day it'll be all right." And she still says, "It's you know," gets angry at him and runs away anyway. But but, um, and then there's a later scene. Where she tries to attempt suicide. So, what do we want to talk about this this girl here? This this is a <sighs> well, and it's even more tragic because she fails at trying to kill herself. Yes, <laughs> and she yes, just right. gets hurt. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and I don't, you know, and I, that's the thing. And again, uh, for anybody who is depressed, specifically in high school or any time. Uh, suicide.org is a website that you can go to that has all the phone numbers for help in every country. And believe it or not, uh, Ukraine is on there too. And um, so, so, you know, we always, a lot of times people just give out the, the suicide prevention phone number, but that's only the U S suicide. And we have listeners everywhere and suicide.org has all the numbers for your country as well. Um, but anyway, um, Right. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you lived in Canada. I mean, that right there. <laughs> well, and take it, it is a problem <laughs> and take it seriously and find help because it's not your it's not a, anything that's your fault. You just need help. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of it is mental. Uh, but but even even um, Martha, you know, let's, let's say. You know, she knows the reasons why she's being picked on. And maybe she doesn't feel good about it. She, you know, the first thing maybe she could have done is I'm going to start going to the gym or aerobics or something. Yeah, you, know, you know. So I mean, there's all options you can do before you 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 attempt to do what Martha does in this film. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, it could be how you dress. You know, maybe maybe you, sh- you shave off your beard if uh, because people think you're just white trash, or or maybe you change your hairstyle and. Wear, wear a different type of clothes or something. You know, you can do a lot of things before you land to the end of the world where you think it's life is, is over. So, um, well, it's easy to say that from the outside. Yeah. You're, when you're living it, it's not as obvious. Well, and sometimes you just don't well, that's what, control. That, that's and that's why, why well, and, that, and that's why I'm saying it, you know, because yeah. like you said, when you're in it, you, you don't, it's not as obvious. Right. So, so I'm trying to say that, you may not think it's obvious, but oh, yeah, maybe, maybe you know. I mean, you know, let's look at look at um that movie. What the hell is that movie called? Uh, the Breakfast Club, where mm. 
they show Ali Sheedy's character before and after, you know, and I, I, I know in the news recently they're saying, well, that's the, uh, Ali Sheedy was saying, saying she should have just stayed um, as what her terms are my terms, a freak, because mm-hmm. that's who she felt she was. But uh, the point of that scene was, is that, you know, something is, is simple. If you're on, let's say you're an unhappy person and the movie even if Ali Sheedy said otherwise, the movie was implying she was an unhappy person. And when she changed a little things about her, by the end, she was a happy person. And she still was herself because she stole, you know, stole the klepto as a joke. You know, she, she still took the, the um, thing off the guy's jacket. But the point is, is you can do things before you, re- you go into uh, mass depression to the point of, of what happened in this film here that's what i meant so let's get let's let's get off off suicide prevention you know we made our point um what about this her character um what do you guys think of that that was that was i mean i thought you know what's interesting about the, the whole thing is that you don't really she doesn't have many lines at all if any and yet you know everything about her right no the actress did a good job uh, and clearly she's she's living life of quiet desperation yeah, and when she does attempt that, it, you really feel it. Because they show that scene where she's just sitting in the bleachers and, you know, you could feel the the sadness. It was just right. so well done. Yeah. Well, and you got to give the, char- the, the character, the actress played it well, too. But, but the character credit, because a lot of people wouldn't even be in the bleachers. They just go home, disappear, sometimes, because sometimes you don't want abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. fit, you don't fit. You know, why would you go to the high school football game if you're picked on at, at school all the time? Even though everybody's going there for Friday night and it's a fun time and blah blah blah. There's going to be people that like I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm, I'm hated. Why, why would I want to go there and then mm-hmm. just get attacked there too? You know. Um, so. Yeah, it was just it was just a, a very sad, very sad. Um, anything else you want to talk about that? Yeah, go on. I was going to say it's probably the scene that's the most sad in the whole movie, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would concur. I would concur. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about Heather Duke a little bit because her character is the most curious, I think. Because you feel sorry for her and, and stuff. I mean, I didn't. T- technically, you, you shouldn't. You're right. Because <laughs> for her to just be a Heather makes me makes me you know not like like okay you're, you're you're tolerating this shit from this the B word and also <laughs> oh what, my goodness what that woman Heather Shandler does to other people and you're not saying hey stop. So she's suspect anyway, but she was just overpowered by a strong personality. And once that strong personality disappeared, we find out that she's exactly the same as Heather Chandler, if not yeah. worse. That's the most interesting part of it all, right? Because you yeah. think she could have become a better person. Instead, she chooses to be just like her. <laughs> right. If not worse. Yeah, if not worse. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really interesting. 
uh, as well. But Eric, you said you 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 knew right away. You didn't like her right away, right? Is there something about her that you, you that bothered you that Miss Eddie? Well, that whole story. opening croquet scene just made them all despicable right away to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But she was kind of getting picked on in that scene. Well, until she smashed Winona Ryder in the face. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it wasn't her that did it, right? It was the. No, yeah, I guess you're right, but still, yeah, was, they're all pictures. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they're all, all terrible. Plus, I, I just have a, a general, like, I did watch 90210 back in the day, yeah. um, so I had a negative experience with Shannon Doherty there, and it kind of stuck, so. Right, right, right. Yeah, she does, She always was playing uh, a, a villainous type of character, and, and unfortunately, off screen, um, you know, no matter, you know, awful, you know, you know, God, God Rumor bless, is she's difficult to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is yeah. exactly Pri- right. Prior to her her um, unfortunate illness, um, yeah, there was a lot of tabloid stuff about her and how she was not nice. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that doesn't that you know that it is what it is. I've never met her. I'm not yeah. going to say that, but rumor is. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah. So her her character, I felt, was the the most interesting uh, character, um, because you feel kind. Of, I mean, obviously, Eric, you you like you said, you knew Sharon Darby from another show, and so you knew all that and stuff. I, I didn't. I don't know much about the, the actress. So when I was watching, and I had forgotten, and I, I didn't even know that was her at points when I was rewatching it. Uh, this week because um, her hairstyle was was kind of different than, than what I'm, I'm used to. So when I saw her, I was kind of feeling sorry for the character. And then when she has that turnaround, and and I and it came back to me like from 30 years ago. It's like, oh my god, that's right. She became worse than the original Shamla. I mean, the original original Heather. Um, it just kind of blew me away. Um, and she plays the role really good as well. I mean, like everybody was cast was pretty, everybody cast here was pretty, pretty good. No doubt about it. Now this movie is solid. Um, any, any issues I have with it are, are only because time has passed. Uh, <laughs> things aren't the same now as they were in the eighties. Um, but as far as everybody's performance and everything, if you, if you, if you just put any, um, uh, political correctness aside, and accept the humor for what it was at the time, then this movie is just fantastic. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And it has uh, good pacing and it, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> right. And right. I, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a tough time um, as time goes by trying to reconcile um, the way things have changed in, in society. Like I, I watch older movies and like this one, uh, where there's some stuff in this movie that just ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it was put out there and accepted when the movie was released. So is it even, is it fair to critique the movie on that level? Um, I, I, I don't know if I have a solid answer for that, even in my own head. Um, but I don't think you can get away with not mentioning it at this point. I agree. And I think that it's, yes, I think on its, 
on its own, if you think of when it was made, yeah, it's a good, it's a great movie. But like you said, it can, it would not be made again. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's good too, is that as a period piece, because even though it wasn't a period piece when it was made, it's a period piece now, technically, as we look back, you know, it was a 1989 film or 88 film or whatever it was. The, the thing is, is if someone wanted to make a film today that was based off of 1988 or 89, Jay would get it all wrong because yeah. they would take out all that stuff. Right. And, and so it, it would just be phony crapola. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Yeah. So, so honestly, um, and it would be hard to get the teen angst of that time period as well done as it is in this film. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, and you got to remember, you know, I mean, each generation is is completely different and Mm -hmm. and this is a generation X film. So that, you know, generation X has their own distinct, um, personality as a group than millennials or generation Y or boomers or whatever is after millennials. I don't even know if there is one after millennials. So zoomers, yeah, Zoomers. So, <laughs> you, you know, you, you can't, you can't, um, you know, you know. So if some millennial says, "Oh my God," you, you know, it's like, "Fuck you." This is this is us. This is us. This is what we went through. This is how it was. It was right. that way. That's right. And and you got to remember, all those people have to live in um, we, we, us, meaning me, you, Eric, and you, Barrett. We had to live through. Every week, a new Vietnam War movie over and over. Oh, so yeah. just kept on throwing them out at us. <laughs> yes, they you did. Know? But yeah, for yeah. them, it was them. That was their movies, you know? So, and that was how they lived and all that. So, so it is just what it is, you know? I mean, so, yeah, you, that we sh- I don't, I mean, no matter how uncomfortable it may be based off of today's standards of what is considered a big deal and what mm-hmm. was considered a big deal or not a big deal back then, um, it's just how it is. So. Well, and I also do think, I mean, um, they were aware of it on some level because there was that one line during the funeral when, you know, that line that your friend kept online saying, I love yeah. my dead gay son. And Christian Slater <laughs> leans over to Veronica and says, uh, I wonder if he'd have an issue with a gay son with a pulse. Um, <laughs> right. right. Yes. Which yes. is like, is he, is he like, only saying that because he's dead would he would he you know yell at his son for being gay if he was alive and then they look unless she looks over and sees the sister staring at her as they laugh about it right and i think there's a general genuine moment of regret there right um when she laughs at, at her yeah, yeah it's at least the start for, for of her America. yeah it's the start of her movement towards hey maybe i was wrong for doing some of this stuff mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, and that's the thing. It, it shows that it, that people die, and even if if one of the the two was a rapist uh, or date rape, which is a rapist, um, there, there's still collateral damage. You know, everybody who other people become collateral damage for what happens to other loved ones, whether they are evil and they do stupid things, or whether they're just victims and they die. The, the all the people that are left behind are still collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that that little girl, the sister, 
was collateral damage. And yeah. I think Winona Ryder was beginning to see that. Yes. That yeah. And and that's the thing too, is that is that this is that's why I said this is a behavioral health film as well. Because it's not just a behavioral health film because JD is obviously Psycho. Uh, yeah, it has behavioral <laughs> health issues. But it's also the collateral damage. Yeah, here's a wackadoo. But not only that, but you have all the, the people that are left over that have all the collateral damage that happen, you know, like Martha and and and, and, and you know this well the ones- and that's part of why teenagers are so horrible um is that you haven't learned at that point to take other people into consideration uh right. completely self-centered at that age and like I, i'm sure when that was all going down uh neither veronica or jd had the thought oh this is going to affect other people um right they were just like, worried about their own want to happen, so we're going to make it happen. Right. And, and that was probably the realization that she was having when she locked eyes with the sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also, too, uh, you, you know, you have this uh, thing where these the students, I, I mean, and, and again, this comes back to where, where I, obviously you've made a good point, Eric, which is which is a lot of people still in as adults can have abusive or whether it's mental or physical lives, but that, 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 um, author slash, uh, political writer that was on that guest house. And he said that a lot of people in high school are, um, affected probably more than anywhere else in their life. And I, and I think this film shows that because again, a lot of stuff that happens here in this high school, most times it's 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 children so eighteen or you know seventeen or young younger so mm-hmm. you're you're screwed because they say, oh, it's just kids being kids or oh it's um you know everybody's been picked on or oh it's it's well, uh, and to a certain extent that's true because their brains aren't done developing yet. But that's where you well, blame the, the problem adults. is that's that but it's not even that it's you the adults are to blame because the adults just turn their back on it all. Well, what are they the blame for exactly? Well, if, if, all right, let's say if Martha, they know what's going on, but they Mm -hmm. don't just, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. So whatever happens to Martha, they, you know, it is what it is. When, when, if, if, put it this way, if, um, um, Betty, got picked on and went to someone to complain about it, they, they would just tell her, to, you know, suck it up. You know? Well, and the adults it, in this movie allow it to become a more powerful thing by making them heroes along with the kids. Right. Well, and, and that's, it, that's true. Exactly. And, 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 you know, for example, Eric, you know, if it say your neighbor's a dink and mm-hmm. he's uh, parking his car on your on uh, partly on your grass, even mm-hmm. though technically he can park his car in front of your house, part of it, it's on the lawn. And you ask him, to, you know, could you could you not do that anymore? Or or his dog runs over, he lets the dog loose and it shits in your lawn or something. You, you know, could you not? And they, they, he goes, no, I ain't gonna do it. Fuck you. So you have options, not much, and Snare stuff traps. may not happen. But, <laughs> but, well, well, you could do those type of things. But but I'm saying you could you could at least you can call the authorities. 
And, mm. and she, you know, and, and the police can come and say, you know, hey, hey, buddy, you can't park your car there, or you, you can't let your dog, or you know, lease laws, or whatever. You know, you got some something that at least you can kind of do. In in high school, with all this abuse, whether it's physical or mental, nothing really ever happens. And yeah. and 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 even if it's not your fault. And and they and someone starts picking on you, and then you push them back. You could get suspended ju- just as much as them, even though it's like <laughs> I, I, I was I was just at my locker, and he, he he punched me. What am I supposed to do? I read I read a great thing. It was one of those articles. Uh, something like thirty times uh, rules backfired horribly, <laughs> and one of them was a, a school put a zero tolerance tolerance policy against violence in place. And so somebody threw a bully through a window, and I think it was out the second floor. <laughs> and the student Ooh. said, "Well, if I'm going to sus- get suspended anyway, I'm going to make it worth my time." <laughs> hey, hey, go. Well, well, yeah, and, right. And that kid should should. Well, and the thing be, is, expelled. Like yeah. you were saying, they're not fully developed yet. These are the formative years where that development happens. It's happening to you. It could be. Really bad. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you so can permanently. Yeah, you can be permanently damaged because of high school. What happens to you in school? And I, I and I always. Think uh, and, and I'm not saying that the 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 horrible shit doesn't happen in high school, but I also think it's unrealistic to expect the teachers to be able to deal with all of it uh, because yes. they're horribly understaffed. Well, but all right. Well, in my high school, I wouldn't say they were understaffed. I, I would just say that they just didn't give a rat's ass. Because it, it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to have to deal with it. It's, it's like well, these and cop movies where it's like, ah, oh, I, I think have to if Mike were here, paperwork. I think if Mike were here, he would tell you that a lot of teachers enter the profession bright and shiny eyed with the intention of helping yeah. all of their students to the best of their ability. And after getting stomped on by policies and overwork for a number of years, eventually they end up in that place where they don't give a crap anymore. So that is also, yes, the system failing. All right, and that's fair. That's fair, but but that's, I still say that's no excuse if a, if a teacher doesn't give a rat's ass. It's like I, I don't know. I just I just feel that there's not enough proper attention to keep children safe, both mentally and physically, in the school. And a lot of the fault is to the staff at the school. Well, and when if there is protection, it's overboard. Like now we have police arresting kids. You know, That's so true, there's true, no yeah. balance. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I always tell this story and I'll say it, which is, um, so I was on a school bus and this kid used to bother me a lot. And one day I was at school uh, on the school bus and we're driving, you know, we're down route four in the town I grew, grew up in, which is a, is a, a, ma- a major, major road. And he takes my book out of my hand as watership down. And I go, Hey, give me my book back. And he goes, Oh yeah, you want it back? And he opens it up and he takes a pen and he starts writing all in all of my pages. So I just stopped. turned green and he got yeah. all big. Exactly. And so I just started pounding <laughs> that motherfucker and the bus driver, she, she breaks and she starts middle of the road, you know, like major traffic stop. And she starts screaming, stop the fight. And, I'm like, yeah. and so, the, so next day, uh, or even before the next day, yeah, basically both me and this other kid get suspended. And my mother called that school and we knew the vice principal. It was, he was the one that was responsible to the suspensions. I lived next door to my grandfather, everything. So his, his niece was my sister's best friend. So we knew all about, and he still suspended me. And 
we ripped into his ass and told him so much effing stuff like because because the rules should apply to everybody except for Phil. No, because <laughs> because this, this, the kid was picking on me for months on the bus, and then he actually took my property and destroyed it. And physical violence is a reasonable reaction to that. Uh, physical violence is most certainly a reasonable action. It it would have been even better if I got to beat him up even further because <laughs> actions cause reactions. And if that fucker didn't bother me, I would have not even known who he was. <laughs> so, so for me to get suspended because of that fucker's actions that caused me. It was actually your actions that got you suspended. You, you know what? Though? You didn't have to beat him up. You know what? Self-defense. He well, wasn't attacking you. Well, let me, let me, let me rephrase. He deserved a bloody nose and a fat lip. Well, that could be true. Right. I'm right. There's two sides to every story. I'm not getting well, involved. In, in, in theory, <laughs> you're right. In theory, you're right. But actions do cause reactions. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is, no, my older brother actually had a very similar incident where uh, somebody knocked his books into the mud, and he went ape shit. Right, and he has a right to. I, you know, I mean, again, if he could have gone to the principal or the police or someone, and something would have happened, but they would have just laughed at him. They would have said to your well, brother, I don't uh, think "We're going to solve the education system tonight." Exactly. You're absolutely right. So I'm not a big fan of the the, it, as you can see, and and you know Mike be damned, but um and my wife she, she I mean Mike she, I'm not in this argument. I, I, my my wife was assistant principal uh, before we had the kids and and now she's assistant uh, substitute teacher pretty much every day for the past three months. Um so so I, you know I, I mean I it's it is what it is but but that honestly like you said Barrett a lot of children under 17 or younger, their brains aren't fully developed, but they still know what's right and wrong. But like sociopaths, they don't care because again, their brains aren't fully developed. But I, I, I honestly think, um, a lot of it is shown excellently in this film and the way that the teachers and the, the faculty act are purposely written this way because they're pointing Oh, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Because they 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 know my rage, and and they 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 fit probably the writer obviously feels the same way as I do, and and so that's the reason why this movie um, speaks to me. Because so what like, you're saying is that everybody's lucky that you didn't have access to explosives. No, I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm just um, a hard time, Phil. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, it is. Oh, there, there was plenty of people I would, I would, I would have had no problems beating the fuck out of. Um, and, you might want to stop talking now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I find yeah. it odd because I don't understand just how for your own well-being. Like, get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, right. well, don't think that. Even even though my my best friend in high school was, was the, the captain of the football team, I. F- fucking hated high school no everything high school's about, worst yeah everything about it i liked high school let's so, get him <laughs> phil <laughs> as christian bill says well good for you 
<laughs> so yes. Um, anyway, um, what else on this film specifically uh, that it was trying to say? Specific scenes. I'm good. What about you, Barrett? Yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? Yeah, I think we've, we pretty much we've talked. It's not a very, it's not like a hugely long movie, so we've talked about every scene, and I think we've talked about all of the different themes going on in this film. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the key, the themes and and whatnot uh, um, to get into, especially for a Patreon pick, because I assume people want to hear thoughts on the themes more than the film that they love. And just talking about the film they love. So, um, all right. So that's good. So uh, that's Heather's. Um, we'll uh, give our final thoughts on that film. Uh, but before we do, uh, we've got a couple other things we can do, and we can talk about maybe some news or what we've been watching. Uh, so uh, start with you, Eric. What do you got? Uh, I watched a couple things. Uh, I watched a movie on HBO Max called Kimmy, which was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's kind of a modern mishmash of, oh, let's say, uh, rear window and blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was pretty well done. So I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's on HBO Max called Kimi, K-I-M-I. Uh, and Kimi is a device similar to, uh, oh, well, what the A word for Amazon and the S word for Apple. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to activate anybody's device. <laughs> uh, then I watched, um, well, I watched the power of the dog, which is pretty much a Western drama. I don't know if folks that listen to the show would really get into it. It's very long. It's very slow. It's very drama. Y. Um, and then the other thing I watched was a documentary actually, but it's certainly horrifying. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called downfall, the case against Boeing. Uh, and really about how over 300 people died because Boeing is greedy. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's worth checking out. So that's what I've been up to. All right. Sounds good. Uh, for me, um, not too much. I, I did watch, um, the, uh, journey to the center of the earth. The 1959 uh, motion picture. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I don't know if you would like it because you know it's a little dated and stuff, and and Mm -hmm. it takes about 30 to 40 minutes before they hit the underground. But but um, it's pretty good. Um, It it stars a a number of thing: Arlene Dahl, James Mason, Pat Boone or Paul Boone, uh, the singer, Um, and basically. it's, it's it, at first it sounds like it's a little dated because the James Mason is kind of like this misogynist, and then by the end of the film he's not, and mm, and, and, okay. and so so it's kind of it was kind of cool to see that because I'm thinking oh my god this is so dated I can't believe he he just said that oh you know like about oh that's a woman thing to say you know so, oh my god but then by the end crazy dame yeah exactly yeah and it's blatant too it's like it's not just like in passing and so. I was like, oh, my God. But then you find out, oh, that's intentional because they're, they're turning him into a guy that's respecting the, the woman that, mm. that that goes on the adventure and all this other stuff. Yes. But um, I saw that um, on the big screen. Uh, we have a – Oh, was know, it one of those, like, Fathom event things? Yeah, yeah. Except, oh, that's uh, awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. So I got to see that on the big screen. Uh, my my youngest daughter, uh, Vivian, six years old. Um, Jesus Christ! How did that happen? What do you mean? How did she six? Yeah, I know. Is that nuts, dude? That's what the crazy. fuck? I know. Time's fine. You're old, man. You're old. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Still didn't have any kids when we started this show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no kidding. That's nuts. That's true. <laughs> I had in. Um, so, uh, actually I used to record it up in my, Vivian's bedroom. That used to be my office, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know, that, yeah. and it was on a, it was on a, uh, a desktop, not even a laptop. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and so, um, yeah, so she, she liked it. Um, and because it's like dinosaurs, but they're really just like giant lizards that they, mm-hmm. like, Iguanas or something, and they they glued on like stuff to make. Uh, it look. I've, I've seen clips, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, yeah. So she enjoyed herself. It's a it's a long film, like two hours and twenty minutes or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was fun to get to see that on the big screen. It was just blatant luck, um, that uh, I'm, uh, that I I saw that it was being played because uh, I got an email that day and it's like, oh, that's the movie today. And I said, oh, I'm going to bring her. And so we went. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got. Uh, everything else, uh, uh, I haven't really watched much except um, political podcasts. And that's about it because uh, of what was going on in the world. So I was I was very concerned about that stuff. I've been just been watching that stuff. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, what about you, Bert? Um, I watched Kimmy as well. I did think that was a, a good one. It, it definitely was... An interesting movie. I really like the end. Um, could it be a, a, a episode? I mean, it could be. Um, what about I'm yourself? not sure uh, if it's a dark discussions. Episode. Yeah, that's the that's the thing about that's that's the question. It's yeah. not. I don't know if it's really a. Well, it's a thriller. It is a thriller. Yeah, yeah. thriller. Yeah. Good cook off. Huh? Yeah. So um, you it's definitely worth it. watching. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. And that, is that a new film too? Brand new. Yeah, it just came out yeah. last week, I believe. Any, anybody of note that stars in it? Zoe, oh, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz is the lead. Yeah. Who is it? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched that, and I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which I would put kind of mid-range of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. It's not the top. It's not the bottom. Um, it's somewhere in between. There's things I liked about it, things that I thought were just okay. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on it and I can, you know, say more, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've seen so far. All right. So that's it. huh? All right. So, oh, how's your, how's Ozark going? Um, I was distracted, so I've, I've stopped for a little bit, but I will be getting back to it here soon. All right. And what about, um, um, Resident Evil Village? No, I definitely haven't had time for that. Yeah, very good. Work's uh, killing me, man, as you should know. I know. Yeah. Having a day job is a fucking drag. It really is. <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Um, all right, sounds good. Um, all right, so I guess that's pretty much uh, news and what we've been watching. So I guess we can get into our final thoughts. But before we do, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It is a general interest podcast called the Ascancy Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. 
Excellent. And uh, Barrett, and myself, you, Sean Fox, and Kevin Letts are doing a TV series right now that we're about to wrap up? Yes, The Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires, um, based on A Discovery of Witches. And we did the final episode for the season and the series last week. And this coming week, we will do a wrap-up. That's right. And uh, me, you, and Sean Fox, and maybe Mike? of the dark discussions podcast, maybe doing are, are definitely doing a, uh, uh, new podcast at the end of March, early April. We are, we're going to be doing halo. Oh, coming, coming out on paramount. I'm going to regret that. There's no uh, way I could regret it as much as the stand. <laughs> just not possible. I don't know, man. I think you should watch it again just to make sure. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, 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 can't, I don't believe, it would be as bad as as uh, that Lovecraft Country too. That was horrible, oh, garbage, <laughs> garbage. Uh, and, yeah. and the Mist. So that's like three uh, shows got into blind and been horribly disappointed to it. So what could possibly go wrong? You know what about the Mist though? At least the Mist I didn't podcast. Yeah, <laughs> okay, true, true, true. But you watched the whole thing anyway. I know, and I was. I was Why do you I was, hate yourself? I know. I, I did it too. I kept on saying, "I go. I have to watch it. I have to. I don't know why." And, <laughs> and I posted on Facebook. I go. I ha- I don't know why I'm watching it because this show sucks. But I have to. And then you you just brought it up. You go. You should watch it a second time. No, no. no. <laughs> no. I'm getting I, better. I really about think you need winning. to rewatch the stand and the and the mist to figure out which one's worse. Well, I'm yeah. getting better at not watching something that's bad. I used to be like, I got to finish it. I'm like two yeah. episodes in. I got to get to the end. No. Now, if it sucks, I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah, I don't watch I, anything that sucks, but I do have shows that are like background shows when I just want to like relax after work. Like my current background show is Castle. Uh, oh, that's a great show. Yeah, yeah that's a good it's, background it's a, show. It's a show that stars Nathan Fillion. Um, and it's fun. And you don't have to pay really close attention to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I, I used to be that way too, where, but what, like, um, the office. It, started with, it started with, no, no, I'm not talking about rewatching like that. I'm talking about, uh, just quitting a show. I used to, you know, oh, okay. I have to watch it. But then after like, I started with books, like a lot of these indie horror books that I bought were just so terrible. And it's like, ugh, I'm after like, three chapters i said that's it i'm done i can't do this so rarely have i not finished a book but i'll tell you the story of one time i definitely did not finish a book it was clive barker's the great and secret show oh and i was reading that book and i was about i don't know maybe 150 pages in and it had this really interesting concept about how there's this room in the post office in omaha where all the mail that can not be delivered ends up getting stored and that somehow the secret of the universe is in that mail in that room. And I thought that was a really cool premise. So I was into this book and I'm reading along and I'm reading and I'm reading. And all of a sudden I don't understand a single thing I'm reading. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what the hell? Uh, Maybe I missed something. So I back up like 10 pages and I'm reading. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I don't understand anything I'm reading. And I turned back two pages and I understand what I'm reading. I understand. I don't understand what I'm reading. There was like one page turn where all of a sudden nothing made any damn sense anymore. And I threw the book across the room and I never picked it up again. 
How about that? That's interesting. <laughs> could, could maybe something have been missing from the book? Like, I've had books before where pages were missing, and I, you know... It... Uh, the numbers were sequential, I checked. <laughs> well, yeah, that is weird, because I, that happened to me with the stand. I bought the stand, and I brought it home, and I noticed there's like 50 pages missing. And so yeah. I returned it, and they and they and they gave me one that was fine. But but yeah, that happens sometimes. You're absolutely right. Interesting. And yeah, yeah. But I knew it was missing because it went from page you know 25, and then it was went to jump to page seven. Yeah, or something. yeah. Mine wasn't missing page numbers, and I was so mad because I was really into the book before it just like didn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, I mean it's Clive Barker. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that's, that's I like Clive point. Barker. Don't get me wrong, but that's there's a sometimes, fair point, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is a fair point. Um, all right, so uh, also, Barrett, uh, what's that other podcast that me and you do with rotating guest stars? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. And I'm not sure what we're doing next, but we have some things in the bag ready to put out, and we have some ideas for what's coming up. Indeed, indeed. Um, and uh, I heard, Eric, that Westworld may be coming back this year. Oh, no. Yeah, so you never know. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, after last season, that was that was unfortunate. I actually well, liked be, last season. But you know what? It'll be good to see Evan Rachel Wood again. I've missed missed her on Twitter, and I've uh, missed her in, in shows. She's good. She's, She's good. good. Knowing yeah. that she dated uh, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. No, Marilyn actually, Manson. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me so. to think her judgment is good. Well, well no one ever is recovering. Yeah. Well, and also you got to remember, uh, being a famous doesn't mean you have good judgment. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I guess we get into final thoughts on the movie Heather. So I would start with you, Barrett. I love this movie. It's one of my growing up and becoming an adult movies. So it it was great. I liked it. You should see it. Enough said. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really great film. Um, obviously, it's '80s, so you, you can feel a little datedness to it, um, but but it still, um, you know, hits hits the spot. It, you can see why it's a cult film. You can see the great performances and what they're trying to say. Um, I would agree with Barrett. If you haven't seen the film, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a great cult classic and uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, teen angst film similar to a lot of films that you probably heard as of well like clueless and whatever it, it's one of those type of films that that are a must see if if for the genre um let's go with you eric yeah uh, uh you guys have pretty much covered it it's a cult classic i own it on blu-ray uh it's a great movie i would just encourage people who may be view- viewing it for the first time to remember that it was made nearly 35 years ago and uh Things were different then. So you may hear some lines delivered that you find offensive. Um, it was okay when they made it. And that's all I can say about that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would also recommend Heather's as a great cult classic dark comedy. Now, uh, Eric, I know you, you watched it on Amazon Prime, but have you ever watched a disc with the, the commentary? I'm just curious. I may have a long time ago, but I don't recall any of it. Yeah, same here. All right, sounds good. So uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, first off, thank you to David Michael Farley for his contributions to our um, Patreon. Uh, it's always greatly appreciated, again, as Eric said. Um, 
it's not a um, cheap uh, hobby we have here, though uh, we offer it completely free. So any, any help is greatly appreciated, and and any and by doing so, we, we try to give back by doing some of your choices um, and picks for us to discuss, such as tonight's Heather's, which was directed by Michael Lehman, written by Daniel Waters, and stars uh, Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, Shannon Doherty, Lisa Ann Falk, and Kim Walker, among other folk. Uh, the film is readily available wherever VOD is found and is also free if you're a subscriber to Amazon Prime, at least as we record this on February 24th, 2022, but is also available for free uh, on Tubi uh, with, free. with commercials. Can't <laughs> um, <Getting> resist. <laughs> uh, that's true. So, so uh, once again, uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's a good film, as, as you heard, or a great film, as you heard from all of us. And with all that stated, Eric, I don't need to just all right, thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Heathers. Come back next week, we'll have another topic. Hey, Ram, doesn't this cafeteria have a no fags allowed rule? Oh, yeah, they seem to have an open door policy for assholes, though, don't they? You know what I want, babe? What? Cool guys like you out of my life. My son's a homosexual, and I love him. I love my dead gay son. You know, I have a little prepared speech I tell my suitor when he wants more than I'd like to give him. Gee, Blank, I had a really nice... See, the speech is from Malcolm X. I just want to get laid. God, Veronica. My afterlife is so boring. If I have to sing Kumbaya one more time. The football season is over, Veronica. Kurt and Ram had nothing to offer the school but date rapes and AIDS jokes. <laughs> and I think there was a time when I actually thought you were cool. Just Heather, why can't we talk to different kinds of people? Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? Dear diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. The most popular people in school are dead. Everybody's sad, but it's a weird kind of sad. Suicide gave Heather depth, Kurt a soul, Ram a brain. I don't know what it's given me, but I've got no control over myself when I'm with JD. Are we going to prom or to hell? Greetings and salutations. You a Heather? No. I'm a Veronica. Oh, God, this is a tragic thing, and sometimes I have a hard time dealing with it and stuff. Please send Heather to heaven and all that. Dear God, please make sure this never happens to me, because I don't think I can handle suicide. Fast early acceptance into an Ivy League school, and please let it be Harvard. Amen. Jesus, God in heaven, why'd you have to kill such hot snatch? It's a joke, man. Jeez, people are so serious. Hail Mary, who aren't in heaven, pray for all the sinners so we don't get caught. Another joke, man. I prayed for the death of Heather Chandler many times. 
And I felt bad every time I did it, but I kept doing it anyway. Now I know you understood everything. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hi, I'm sorry. Technically, I did not kill Heather Chandler, but hey, who am I trying to kid, right? I just want my high school to be a nice place. Amen. Did that sound bitchy? Why are you such a mega bitch? Because I can be. I don't really like my friends. Yeah, I, uh, I don't really like your friends either. On, Veronica. What is your damage, Heather? If you were happy every day of your life, you wouldn't be a human being, you'd be a game show host. When teenagers complain that they want to be treated like human beings, it's usually because they are being treated like human beings. Yeah, well, I guess I picked the wrong time to be a human being. I'm gonna have to send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. Veronica! What are you doing tonight? I don't know. Morning. Maybe watch some TV. Veronica, you look like hell. Yeah, I just got back. Uh, Veronica, what are you doing? Heather, my love, there's a new sheriff in town. I say we just grow up, be adults, and die. You're fucking psychotic. You say tomato, I say tomato. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Chaos is what killed the dinosaurs, darling. Oh my god. I can't believe it. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. Grow up, Heather. Bulimia is so 87. Are you trying to tell me it is not a time for troubled youth? Stand up straight. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up. Your daydreams are a lot better than my realities, believe me. How very. Our love is God. Let's go get a slushie. <laughs>